what's up everybody it's red dragon back in the building once again as always i want to thank um everybody that's been supporting the podcast as always shout out to y'all uh for showing love and shout out to the people that's been sharing it and also retweeting it uh i always appreciate that i'm always looking at my analytics y'all already know what this is what time it is so make sure y'all sit back, relax, pour it what you pour it, roll up what you roll up, all that good stuff. Um, make sure that you listen. Try, I mean, attempt to try to listen deep. Obviously, that's the meaning of the podcast. You listening, but I understand sometimes you might be doing a little bit of both. But yeah, if you really can give undivided attention while you also doing this, or just you know, what I'm saying, make sure you blasting this loud as you make your food or you prepare your evening. And um, I always say evening because that's usually when I do podcasts. But honestly, whenever you listen to this, or you're getting ready for work, going to work, all that, etc., etc., y'all know what the deal is. I was try to probably promote more. Maybe if y'all listen to me while y'all in the car driving to work, or you know, at work, and you got one of those 16 hour shifts, you got an hour to burn. Always, you know, just go ahead and sit back, relax, and kick it over here with your boy. Um, and then lastly, we'll, we'll, on the shout outs, you know, tip. Last but not least, if you ain't heard a couple of my other podcasts, you kind of want to get more of my personality or, you know, my other views on certain things, be sure to go check out the, the you know, the archive, man. My podcast, Archive Lift, is growing. And um, <clears throat> honestly, shout out to everybody I ever did a podcast with that's also been on the Dragon Fire as well. So. Um, real quick, let me throw in, you know, gotta advertise, plug myself as I like to say. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at Dragon Red Dragon King with two eyes in it. King has two eyes in it, so that's K I I N G Red Dragon King, all smashed together. Make sure y'all follow me there if y'all wanna, you know, DM me if y'all got Instagram or if y'all don't got Instagram, you got Twitter. It's just Dragon King, same thing, Dragon King with two eyes, just no red, so just at Dragon King. Um, on Twitter, y'all can hit me up on there as well. Um, and now that I'm solo on podcast, I'm gonna just go ahead and you know promote all four of my YouTubes, which uh, my main one is Red Dragon Dynasty. That's my you no, know, I call that my master channel because that's the channel I started off with ten years ago. Um, if y'all want to check that out a little bit, got Jujitsu Journey up there. I'm really not gonna be you know uploading to it as much. And then I got my new vlog channel, which is Red Dragon Afterlife. Um, I got that up and obviously if you can't search that because it's not popping up in search I'm going to leave a link in the description of this podcast but it's called Red Dragon Afterlife Afterlife also has two I's in it in the life part that's I I mean that's L-I-I-F-E um, if y'all you know want to get down with that but I'm posting there regularly with vlogs and then um, obviously I got a gaming channel for anybody that's in the gaming community you know y'all fuck with me um, I've been seeing the subscribers go up over there it's just Red Dragon um, and that's kind of hard too, probably to search up, but I got a couple videos that I'm going to have to, I'll probably just leave a link to that as well. Cause that's going to be too complicated, but I know y'all can search up red dragon archive as well. Red dragon archive. That's more of my, you know, serious tone channel. That's my documentary channel. That's my awareness channel. Technically, uh, my podcast and what I do over there on the YouTube that goes hand in hand. So there's kind of like the same subjects or it's kind of like the same type of tone for over there as well. And now with that being said, we can just, you know, jump straight into it. Um, first things first, I just want to let everybody know I've been into, you know, this stuff since about 14, 15. Like, I've been into symbolism real deep about 14, 15. Y'all obviously see the title. It's brain language, 
signs, symbols, science. So, um, and, and the main thing is, obviously I didn't understand it to the degree as I did later in my later years, but I started getting into like, I understood what symbols was and then symbolism in general, um, anything else. Cause I love science as a kid. Science was like my favorite subject. And that was my highest scoring subject. I don't think I ever failed a year in science in no grade. Um, and it's just the main thing is I love it. I love it from biology to, you know, I guess physics. I don't want to say quantum physics, but like just physics in general, everything, like anything that's scientific or science based. I always love it and just understanding how everything works. And I always been fascinated with the with the science. So science. Um, was a big thing for me once I was technically learning about symbols and started to understand what symbols was that became a big thing and then obviously um, learning neurological science to a degree is a thing that also helped me because that started to let me understand how the brain works and then as I got older I just really I dove deeper I just got more deeper and you know more complex language was a thing and more complex and I was just endless hours of research so I just want to let y'all know I've been into this stuff for a long time I might not explain everything down to a t to a degree because um I, i'll be wanting to get over all my points and every now and then i don't know you might have a part two of this if i run out of time but just want to let y'all know that so buckle in and let's get into it all right so first things first i just want to explain why the number 19 is special to me in a symbolical you know presence or a symbolical meaning um, obviously, the, the number 19 is special to me because I'm born on August the 19th. Um, and 19 is a special number because symbolically it represents, you know, it's the start of the number. I want to say number alphabet. I guess you could call it the number change. I'm going to just be honest. I don't know what you actually call the number, you know, you know how we got alphabet. So I don't know if that's what it would be called. But, you know, I'm going to say the number chain. It all numbers can be contrived from one and through 19 or shall i say zero to 19 but some people don't count that as a number so i'm just gonna say one through 19 um and every number can be contrived from there so one is always the beginning nine is the last number you see before the next transformation or before the next notch up so with those two being um together which is 19 they represent the alpha and omega the beginning and the end and to to you know i think the marines even took this too but they don't i don't think they put the 19 it's the the first to fight the last to die um there's there's slogans that goes with this type of thing and it ties into numerology and 19 is one of those powerful special numbers so yeah that's just one of the main reasons why it's special to me and then once i looked in the backdrop i'm like oh i'm born on this day so that's probably why i'm a polymath as well why i like to technically learn everything as much as possible if uh, it sparks my interest and it's just one of the things that i feel deeply connected to i do want of 19 on my casket if i have to be buried that's and this is another thing i want to talk about being buried in death um i really don't want to be buried to be honest i have a no i don't want to get too deep on this i have my personal reasons i thought i wanted to be cremated as well but i'm sitting in the bible that says something about heathens get cremated or something like that but um, I got to do more deep research and yeah, I ain't, I ain't trying to let just my biblical beliefs, um, affect this as well. There's other reasons why I also think that I don't want to be buried as well because of if you regenerate or you somehow do have to, you know, come back, uh, 
I don't want to be six feet in the ground in the concrete, uh, in a con, in a, in a casket surrounded by concrete. If that makes sense, because I've seen people put caskets inside of a concrete box in the ground, and that kind of shit right there is just like, because uh, even if you do come back, like it's just shit like that. I, I that fuck with my brain a little bit, but. That's another time for another story for me to get deeper into that. I also want to get deep. I know some people don't believe in coming back or resurrection and like that, but that's neither here or there for this podcast. That's just something to think about, a little trinket I want to throw down right there. Um, but yeah, so 19, that's that's the biggest thing I want. In my death, I want it to be marked on wherever I'm going. I mean, because I'm sure maybe people might not listen to me. They might not give me my wish. I want to be buried more like in a tomb, like what Jesus was buried in. I don't think he was buried in the ground. They put him inside of a tomb somewhere that if you wake the fuck up you can walk out there's a door and you can get you know what i'm saying when you do come back because when he was resurrected um they didn't show him being or they didn't say he was resurrected and then his body was brand new again from somewhere else they resurrected him in the same spot he was put at so that's why it's heavily on my brain because i looked at and that's my beliefs is i believe that um you know i believe in the you know the bible so obviously if you don't believe in it i guess you can just you know just let this go over your head probably roll your eyes a little bit probably smack your lips a little bit but that's just probably you know that's where some of this is coming from um yeah when jesus came back he was not six feet in the ground he came back out of a tomb. The same thing would happen with Lazarus. Everybody that I recall being dead inside of the, you know, in the Bible, when people was brought back from the dead, they were brought back in that same body, that same spot, wherever they was at when they died. They came out of it. And when Jesus had called Lazarus to come out the tomb as well, he came out of a out of a tomb. So that's what's something I want to be put in. And some and some of this podcast about the signs and symbols, we definitely gonna get a little bit of Egypt if I can remember, you know, touch up on these points. But y'all see what the Egyptians was doing? Where they they weren't burying people six feet in the ground either. They were putting people in tombs. Yes, they had like casket boxes craved to the body. I mean, yeah, carved to the body. I mean, and they put them inside tombs. Now I could be a little ignorant on that. I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research, as in like if they really were burying people six feet under. Because I don't know where that stigma came from Maybe being buried ain't a bad thing But going in the ground six feet under Putting motherfuckers in the concrete boxes I don't think that shit the right way uh, <laughs> That's just me And last thing I'm going to say on that before I move on is Also I remember reading something about How Indians used to bury their people They buried people in what was called mounds Which they buried them on top of the ground But they just threw dirt over their body On top of the ground So I guess uh, to make a, you know, I don't know, try to paint a little bit of a picture from what I was reading and what I've seen is that they dig like a little bit, like not even a foot or nothing like that. It's like taking like a little cradle for the body, but you, your body is 100% exposed. It's almost like creating a little bed, you know, you dig in the ground just a little bit. Um, and then you sink in a little bit and then they just throw, they get dirt and put it over your body and they create a mound of dirt over your entire body. And that's how it is. That's how they let your body decay. Because at the end of the day, like, even if you probably wasn't all the way dead, you can wake up and just get the fuck up out of, you know, just move the dirt, you know, and, that, and now you good. But, yeah, let's move on then. Um, so that's just something I wanted to put on y'all brain. Hopefully it got y'all thinking about some stuff, especially if you are a biblical person. Just think about that concept as well. And yeah, man, that's that's all got something to do a little bit of signs. Well, not signs, but symbolism. I want to say that. The next thing I would like to break down is this is, you know, where we start getting juicy at. Let's break down the brain. Because the brain language. 
or how the brain communicates and take things is is through consciousness and unconsciousness you have a conscious mind and a unconscious mind so let's just break that down real quick the conscious mind is technically you being aware like you are 100 percent aware of what's going on that's your conscious mind you listening to this actively that's why they got it called active listening selective listening that's you consciously choosing to listen that's you consciously being able to choose what you hear or what you you know what you pay attention to where your awareness is at it's the same thing like you ever hear you know you didn't this didn't happen to everybody you've been talking to a person and you overhearing somebody else also speak some like a little bit couple feet away and you can hear both conversations you hear your conversation that you're having and somebody else's conversation Every now and then, if you notice, you really can't listen to both of those at the same time. Well, you can listen to both of those, hear both of those at the same time, but not listen actively at the same time. Um, And every now and then, you could probably zone in a little bit out of your conversation and zone into somebody else's conversation while trying to keep eye contact with the person that you're listening to to make sure that they still feel like you're part of their conversation. But you also have switched your awareness. You have switched your hearing to you select what you're hearing and even though these people are two feet away they're loud enough for you to actually hear everything in detail if you are you focus your mind you put your conscious mind in their um inside their conversation you can literally hear what they're talking about and that's what i'm trying to say that's how powerful your brain is just the thought that you want to you can switch for what you hear now Obviously, you're closer to the person, so you are considered hearing the person, but you're not listening to the person that you're closest to. And the fact that you can hear, you you can get right back in your conversation by just remembering a couple key points that they have spoken. That is consciousness at all time high. I want to say that conscious brain. Now, let's do visual. Same thing with visual. You can be looking straight forward, straight ahead, but your peripheral vision that is something like you can also use if you want to just concentrate your peripheral so you could be appearing to look straight ahead but if your focus is what's going on in your peripheral you're switching from directly in front of you to technically what's going on on the side of you so now i want y'all to think about this or do a little test just so y'all can understand the conscious mind just to pinch better if for those who don't some of y'all probably got it already but i want you to look straight ahead right now but i want you to be concentrating what's going on out the corner of your eye as as uh, hardcore as possible as focused as possible i want you to just think was or you know pay attention to what's going out the corner of your eye without turning your head that right there is your conscious brain choosing what to be aware of you understand that you're looking forward you still got things in focus but you can really start to see a wider view you can start to really concentrate on a wider view just out of the corner of your eye that right there is the conscious brain that what i mean when conscious or um when you talk about awareness and this is what a lot of people don't understand this art this is part of brain language you do it but when you start now that we're talking about in your focus and you get to see you almost have these powers just by thinking and changing the way how you want to you know put your awareness that's what it is so that's the difference that's that's this is brain language so look how much power you have consciously now unconsciously a lot of people think that it's unconscious or like you are not conscious of or not aware of and you would be correct halfway if you probably didn't say it like you are fully not aware it's not that you're not aware your focus isn't aware your brain is a hundred percent aware and this is the reason why certain things work on humans that they don't understand like advertising um there's a whole bunch of things 
your influence the reason why what you see that you start to you know imitate sometimes you don't even realize you're imitating it is because where your conscious brain is at remember the two minds that you have um almost like a duality i guess you the part that you can that you're paying attention to that is 100 percent what you have control over the part that you don't have control over as in what what soaks in by the way i'm just saying what soaks in you have control over like what you feed it but as in what it soaks in that's something that's automatic your brain is always 100% on auto like it's running 100% auto and then whatever it whatever we allow to have control over that's what we have control over and i don't want to get in too deep about it because we could talk about oh not using 100 percent of the brain and we only use 15 percent. we can talk about that shit all day but i just want to i just want to keep on brain language right now um your brain automatically picks up everything and when i say everything it picks up everything now sometimes you might be out of what i consider out of tune where you don't see something coming or you don't you know you don't realize something is happening but sometimes you feel like you like damn something is off that's because your brain was able to pick something up that your conscious wasn't able to pick something up so example have you ever walked in the room i love using this example you walk in the room you've been in there all day but let's say you go back in there later tonight and instantly like you wasn't even paying attention nobody just goes ahead looks up in the corner of you know between the wall and the ceiling and be like damn there's a fucking spider right there your you wasn't walking in that room even thinking about a spider your brain instantly looks and pick that shit up like like clockwork that is your um unsubconscious brain alerting you because now that's that feeling that fear that you might have or whatever you might have with spiders is so big or maybe that is a actual natural threat or it could possibly be a natural threat um it it connects to your conscious brain and that's the that's the power of the brain in general it's like your brain automatically knows okay when we're looking at things you got tv or not tv but you have like uh you know you got all you got papers laying on the ground you got you know messy covers you got let's say you just got all this shit all around your room and your brain is not going instantly like hey look at that fucking cover like right there it's a it's a it's a fucking unmade bed it's right there your awareness not gonna lock onto your bed like that or there's paper on the ground don't step on that it ain't gonna do that you're not gonna just lock on to the paper and just do that and without even without walking in the room and not even thinking about the paper or not thinking about the bed if you walk in there just like i'm just about to go to the room and grab something else you're focused on something else but as soon as you hit that room you can just lock on that is your up subconscious brain so when you spot that spider out of nowhere that is your up subconscious brain like hey man this might be a uh, actual you know threat you know and another piece i want to uh, you know to give this two-sided too for the unsubconscious as well is the same thing so when you go to sleep some people think they consciously can control their dreams or there's been people that say they can uh control their dreams by constantly uh by consciously my gotta excuse me constantly thinking about it before they go to sleep and in some ways, I'm not going to try to say, you know, that's debunked or whatever, because I'm not here to argue that kind of stuff right now. But I'm just going to keep it, you know, once again, I just want to keep it uh, simple. But I also want people to understand, I understand there's, these are other things that people say that's in place. So I don't want nobody thinking I'm just over the top airheaded saying like, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. Um, I'm just really trying to just break down these definitions for people that might not have never even heard any of this type of stuff. Um, so when you go to sleep, your brain, your up subconscious brain is what helps you dream it's what makes your dreams dreams it's it's what allows you to dream but you can't control the dream 
See, the dream that you can control, you got daydreams. You can sit there and envision something in your head and you can 100% zone out by just thinking about it, thinking about it, but you're consciously doing it. You can consciously control what's happening, aka in your daydream versus your night dream. Your night dream is the unsubconscious part of your brain and it's what you've picked up during the day is what you picked up over a lifetime, to be honest. And for whatever given reason, it may play certain pictures in your head. Sometimes, for most people don't even dream. I think it's like, uh, what? I want to say 80% of people just don't have dreams and probably like that 20% or 25% of, I should say time, not people, my bad. I want to make sure I say this right. 80% of the time, you might not have a dream, but that 20% of the time, you can actually have a dream. But I also believe that that is connected to just how like what you're picking up on a um, subconscious level and how important things might be to you or once again like that spider where your brain is automatically trying to warn you as a spider right there upstairs uh right there in the corner you know on the wall it could be your dream trying to give you intuition or your my bad your up your up subconscious trying to give you intuition this is why you might dream certain things you like i don't know why i had a dream about this or that or i i, I was flying or i died or you know anything i had a dream about a person there could be a whole bunch of reasons that we can sit here and talk about for hours but i want to get into that but just keep it simple your brain has is your up subconscious mind has a reason for just you know showing you these images or pictures um as you you know as you sleep and for the most part, it can make you wake up feeling good or or worse. And this is this is once again, this is how much science and brain language is. You can have a dream about something you completely hated and it happened. And you wake up and even though it didn't happen, you like, damn, I'm still mad because that's crazy. Like I felt like I was really, you know, your emotions really be involved. And that's the crazy part, because your brain doesn't honestly know it's not going to separate your up subconscious your up subconscious brain is not going to separate reality from like falseness and that's one of the things i want to touch up on hopefully as we get more deeper into this but hopefully i had i got that so that's the conscious and up subconscious mind for you because i i want to go more into it but i definitely want to get over these other points we have to get into now uh, talking about the actual brain language which would be vibration we have signs, symbols. Those are also part of the brain language. And obviously pictures and images. These are all part of uh, the brain language. Um, language and, and all this kind of stuff has nothing to do with how your brain understands things or how it can, um, I was going to say, yeah, contract things and make understanding of it. We understand, we understand because we, we have a thing called, what is it, protocol? Or I forget, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm saying it right. I believe it's protocol. It's where, or procedure, one of the two. Technically, where everybody agrees that we're just going to say red is red because we all agree that this is just going to be red versus saying this could be green. Like, let's say red is green. I know some of y'all probably could have heard this example before. I just want to give a more simplified example. Um, and let's just call it red. Or let's just call it green so think about green but you're calling it red if the world thought of like let's just say green is actually red then it would be red the word itself would be red it wouldn't change the actual color if that makes sense green as we know it right now would still look like green and red would actually be called green but we just know it as as 
green. The thing is, is those words that we put on things that make our definitions matter in, or by definition from what we all can understand is so we all on the same page of when we bring this up we know what we're talking about it doesn't necessarily say that you know that's just what the what it is this could we don't know it could be anything or it wasn't named and that's exactly what it is but that's what i wanted to bring down on that so we got all these different type of you know brain languages right here or just all the same thing because everything is happening simultaneously by the way but you know just to break up the brain language so let's talk about vibration vibration is light in its sound because a lot of people most likely thinking of vibration as like just what you hear or you know you or something that's moving when you hear the word vibration most people gonna think about like something buzzing moving and shaking they're not gonna think about the sound part of vibration because at a deeper level that's what it is um or no it's, it's both it's sound and it's movement but it's movement that creates sound i should say that and by the brain understanding this this is how we understand our world around us because you put vibration into a rhythm which rhythm ain't nothing but a pattern or something so let's say vibration you put it into a rhythm and that rhythm now becomes what we know is music so we hear the everyday world around us 24 7. now let's take cars driving horns beeping um birds chirping if we threw that in a rhythm that would start to sound like music now even though we hear it just out of i'm gonna say out of context of music um for the sake of argument we hear it just you know on as its own individual thing if we was to throw all those sounds into a rhythm that would be now music and then somebody would come up and be like hey that's creative now it's creative to put those sounds in a rhythm, yes, but it's not as creative because you already hear that. This is already music happening for you, but it's not being put in a set pattern. It's not being put in what we know as rhythm. So by we us doing that, this is why the brain understands this on an up sub up subconscious level, just as much on a conscious level. Um, your brain automatically understands understand these things these things are universal a bird chirping i can say 100 percent sure don't sound no different if um i'm in america or china or italy mexico anywhere brazil we all gonna hear that bird chirp at a certain frequency because frequency is universal vibration is universal those the, the languages that we have these are barriers between us but the brain language is a universal language and that's why i guess i should say that's my main point it's universal there a china man not gonna hear no vibration different than what i hear it we both gonna hear the same vibration now when we want to talk about that his language will separate me from understanding him and vice versa from under from us trying to talk about it but our both of our brains interpreted the same thing now i don't want to get into the whole thing about no melanin and all that about being able to hear a higher frequency or seeing more colors because that is that's deep rooted in science as well about um mostly melanated things have a more sensitive or a higher tone with that but once again i want to keep this simplified as possible i just want to keep that i just want to let the people know that might be on a higher level that i do understand and i'll drop a podcast for y'all people that may be on this higher level but this is more like introduction i should say that so this is more like introduction let's just try to treat it like that um but yeah He's not going to hear, we both going to hear the same thing. So that's what vibration is. 
and also light is is supposedly vibration at a higher rate and then you get light once you vibrate something or something is vibrating at such a fast rate or a constant rate i should say um then you get what you see as light well we know it's light i guess and then you have all the different light rays as well and now all this kind of stuff what i say i say that to say this because that's the only way we see our eyes cannot see without light that sounds so simple but i'm sure people haven't sat down and just literally thought like honestly nobody can't see shit without light like i know because i feel like we're used to light being like it's always there in some way shape fashion or form is always there we used to be able to turn the light off and you still can kind of see in the dark that because and somewhere there's light still present around um when they say eyes adjusting to the dark your eyes can adjust a hundred percent to the dark and still not see nothing if there's no type of light like present like even on the lightest level and that's how sensitive and how powerful our our eyes is even on the very slight dimmest form of light we can still see that and that's that's one of the things that i feel like people need to get more in all that understand that light ain't as big as a deal because the sun comes up every day the sun stopped coming up around you will look at light so much different if your house was 100 percent constantly dark um cinder blocked up away from the world and the only light you got was daylight and as soon as the sun go down you're in pitch black darkness and this is what i think i have to challenge people to really be in the dark you this is shit that you have to allow yourself to experience some people are like oh, i don't need to do that because i can understand because i'm being told it's not the same and that's what i'm trying to say these are people that's not on a deeper level anyway because they don't understand that by experiencing these things your brain is taking in these languages so if you was to get in the room and make it as dark as possible and what i mean like literally go out your way to shut out every inch of light and then so-called try to let your eyes adjust your eyes will adjust like you will stop feeling that there because you when your eyes trying to adjust to something you there's a there's i want to say i was gonna say a couple seconds but it's, it could be longer um there's a moment where your eyes is constricting and they're getting loose um because in darkness your pupils relax to let in more light so as your eye is trying to get in that relaxed state it has to relax at a you know a slow rate or i'm gonna say a mediocre rate so that just in case a burst of light is somewhere around it's not just gonna you know shock your eyes you have to allow your eyes to do this and to experience to see that you really honestly can't see anything when i say anything not even your own hand when you're truly in a pitch black dark um setting you can't see anything so i was i was just say people should experience that one time or a couple times for that matter and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because i do have other things to say on that i'm just trying to say this is what vibration is that's there's there's no vibration in the darkness uh, as we know it i'm gonna say that because people gonna try to make darkness sound like something but hopefully we gonna get to that just just stay tuned we gonna get to that um so yeah that's what vibration is down to you know more of a t as as far as i should be breaking that down and i guess i get to the signs and symbols so let's talk about signs and symbols verse pictures and images now some people probably sat here and thought that signs and symbols are the same thing just how a lot of people think pictures and images are the same thing uh and it's funny to me and this is the type of thing like 
me being on this on this road for such a long time i've been i've understood this mind you this is thousands of hours of research been into film been in the pictures when i was getting into all my you know film and all this kind of stuff mind you i'm every bit of 15 16 17 i'm getting into all this stuff and the crazy part is like i said i always love science but the more i looked at the pictures and everything like that you have to start to learn about human eyes you have to learn about um brain brain waves or whatever and you because you because if you want to do film or anything like that you have to really get like a basic level of understanding like how your the brain works i'm saying on a basic level you have to understand why is something entertainment entertaining to a human brain why if we're gonna do an ad and we're gonna spill billions of dollars on ads on 30 second ads why would that work for a human brain you have to under if you don't understand the basics you will make something that is trash or if you're lucky you'll just make something that's viral but it's out of luck because you didn't understand shit but you just made something that just happened to fall in place now the thing is signs and symbols let's get on that first what is a sign what is a symbol a sign is more like it could be in the physical sense you know it's more like the presence of something physical it doesn't have to be what you think uh, a stop sign or a yield sign even though that's still physical but you're thinking of it as like you look at you can look at something look at the shape and then that's instantly the sign no the shape is actually the symbol <laughs> so when you look at a yield sign you're not looking at it from a sign standpoint it's the presence the, the fact that there's a metal um sign that we call a sign right there that's what we would call it but it's honestly a symbol of the yield when we look at a stop sign the physical part of it the shape is the that's the symbol of what we know is stop so even if you ripped off the word stop and you ripped off the word yield you can look at that triangle and you still know it's a yield sign even if those words are faded if the stop sign had the words faded off that you still know it's a stop sign by the symbolical meaning that we've all agreed that that's what these things are um when we see them based off but the letters we put on them. and it's the same thing when you look at a red light red is not um a sign now the physical presence of red being the actual light itself that that's the sign itself but the symbolical thing that we're looking at is what it what it means it's the the, the shape of the light or the color of the light in this matter it's the color of the light in this matter that the symbol of that is just stop you know and that's what that is now, when you look at a yield sign, a yield sign is also red for everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's red. This, that, a third. You look at a red yield sign, the red at, on the stop sign and on the, on the light means stop. But why didn't they make the yield sign yellow? Because because yellow would be slow down, but you still can go through. But they didn't make the yield sign yellow, but yet you can slow down and you will still go through. Regardless, you want to know why? Because that's called protocol. You looked at the shape, the fact that it's that triangle shape. That's what it. That's what you're going off of. That, regardless of the color, regardless of what it's saying, I know I can slow down right here, but I don't have to stop completely. And I can keep going. See, that's the brain language. This is what I'm trying to say. That is on a deeper level. Your brain automatically understands things once you say this is what it is. Your brain then takes that and it becomes part of who you are to a degree or your brain automatically start to understand these things on a higher level. And you don't even have to think about this shit. You can just do it. But you're not thinking about it on a very critical level. So that's the difference between signs. It's like more of a physicalness of something, you know, the physical presence of something or uh, whatever it may be. Symbol is more like the shape. It's more yeah, like the shape or, or a marking. You know, it, it marks something 
and just that marking alone, that's the actual symbol. For those, once again, for those that might not understand this, some people probably feel like oh, I still don't need to hear this. I'm just saying, um, that's that. So let's get into uh, the difference between a picture and an image. I know, <laughs> I know, people sit here and think like, oh, ain't image and picture the same thing? Because especially when you're working with cameras, they use that word image is tossed around extremely loosely. Um, can you brighten the image or? Let's get an image of this and image image. Yeah, so let's get into pictures and images. Picture is technically what the what the I would say what the symbol is to the signs and symbols. Picture is like that when it comes to images. Uh, a picture is more like a it's an impression of the physical to a degree. Um, it's more like a, the two D version because we let's say we we live in the three D. So us as humans, we are walking around. Our world is 3D. So make something 2D or two-dimensional for those that don't understand, like, you know, stuff like that either. Um, the D only means dimensional. So the two-dimensional or second dimension, that's what it is. Um, and that's that's just the main thing about it. Okay, so let's, let's just jump on the whole um, the image thing now. Like, okay, so the images or image. Uh, image is, is more like of a you know the representation of something it's the representation or showing like something or like something of it like likeness it's not the actual thing more like it's like a likeness and honestly like when you take an image or when you call in a picture a image um the reason why that whole definition would stand with an actual picture is because it holds up the the fact that the picture is in likeness of something or the picture is um showing that it might not be the actual thing, but it's like the actual thing. And that's the whole point. Um, that's what an image really is. It's like you're not you you're not what you're claiming or you're not what it's not I was about to say it's not what you're claiming to be. It's not that. It's not what the what you're seeing is the actual thing. It's the representation. So let me let me try to think of a real good way. And this is why, see, when it comes to the Bible, too, I'm sorry, I have to, because this is like a good, good, good thing that I love to bring up with people that um, also believe, you know, Jesus is God, which is another argument for another time. But um, that's why I say, you know, men are in the image of God or in the image of, you know, his because we are the image of his likeness or Jesus was in the image of God. Like this is. And they say, oh, this God in the flesh. No, his image is in the flesh. This is his image. It didn't say he came from heaven and then there was no God in heaven and now God is on earth. But I want to just so we don't you know get too butthurt on the people that doesn't know we all biblical and stuff like that. Um, it's the same thing like when you talk about a child. When you have a son, the thing is you are the image of your father. You have likeness or, you know, this external shell of your father, but you're not your father. At the end of the day, you're not him. People can look at you and see him, but you are not him. You don't possess the same thing he's possessed. You are your very own being. You are exactly, you know, your your own individual is what I'm trying to say. Um, and that's how a lot of things goes. We are we have a lot of images of people or a lot of likeness of people or things, objects as well. Objects can also have, you know, technically like images. And that's what a picture is. A picture is a is in likeness of whatever you took it of. So let's just say you took a picture of some water. Um now in that picture, that two D dimensional thing is in likeness of the water that you see three dimensional. But is it three dimensional? No. But it's in its likeness. It has the same colors maybe or, you know, 
the 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 i want to say like the texture like you can see the texture itself but once again you can't experience water unless you actually go to real water and actually you know touch real water and be in real water you can't do that through a picture so that's the best way i feel like i should be able to break that down for difference between the image and the actual picture or and then what the real thing meaning of like an image is image is technically like just likeness or it's a form of something or you know something like that but it's not the actual thing and that's when the, so now we got like all that stuff broken down and understood i do want to go into you know like a little bit more deeper water um the fact that the brain can understand all these things the fact that the brain can automatically pick up and do a lot of things um that's like it's just something to be understood that we can not have to look at with our conscious and see that we're paying attention to it through our consciousness and then turn around and be like hey just because i don't see this happen or see this happening don't mean your brain didn't soak it in hopefully i made sense right there and i didn't speak around too many circles because i understood i could do that a little bit but at the end of the day it's just like is it, it can get deep so let's go into the next part good and bad i want to talk about that let's talk about good and bad is not the same thing as light and dark. I have to say that again. Good and bad is not the same thing as light and dark. The reason I have to say that because so many people have been tricked. So many people have been 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 out bamboozled. Now, for anybody that know me, you, and I've been once again, I always have to say I've been speaking this shit for years. I never had the, the thought process to put it in content or I never had a base to put it in content. Now I can put this stuff in content. This ain't shit I just thought about last week, two weeks ago, six months ago. This ain't none of this shit is new to me. Um, and I want to say I've been educated on this a long time, a long, long time. Um, like I said, since 17, I mean, 14 through that 15 mark is when I got into it. But I didn't understand it to higher degrees until I really got into adulthood, to be honest. That's what I'm just saying. Um i've honestly was looking i've been speaking like the actual word symbolism or symbols since i found out what symbols and symbolism was and that's what that's around that mark when i was like a young teenager i've used the word symbol symbolism mind you once again i hate to keep bringing the bible but long story short that it has something to do with this this is the way how i was understanding the bible interpreting the bible at once i got to those ages and those were the words that were associated when i was actually reading the bible and i'm like what, what is a symbol or what is that's when i got into it for those who really just know just just don't understand everything i keep saying but yeah this ain't nothing i've just brought up so let's get into this good and bad is not the same as light and dark and this is the reason why just how we've been talking about everything else right the protocol just the same thing when it comes to the colors i was gonna drop a um uh, i was gonna say a documentary i was gonna drop a podcast solely about colors in general but i might save that one so i you know um rewrite that one out because i feel like i'm about to hit a couple points when i just do this alone right here um it's what everybody agrees remember i was saying about red and green it's the same thing that applies with light and dark light and dark is not good or bad now to these prideful people because usually when you put when people is wrong and they they just don't want to admit it have you ever talked to somebody and they just try to they try to catch you and like i, I know what you're about to say and that and you can't play me like i don't know this or i don't know that honestly they really don't be knowing they only know because you you're starting to say it and as you're starting to say it they can then see it like okay 
I see where this is going. Now, now I got understanding, but I'm not going to let this motherfucker know I just now understood this because he said it. I want to act like I've always understood this. And that's why I say, and that's why I always be speaking up on things that I've done in the past. So if anybody want to try to fact check me and be like, dang, man, like, dang, no, he just uh, thought about this. And then he trying to make you seem like he always knew this. I'm not one of those people. I always would admit when I just got fresh knowledge of something or anything like that. So when you hear me sit back and say, oh, well, I have a podcast or I have a video, because that's usually how I like to say it to people. And people be thinking like, man, he's just probably trying to promote his video and his YouTube. It's like, no, I just want to let you know that I have a recorded history that's in years. Um, not not weeks, not months, not days. I have a recorded history of years talking about this shit. So the fact that it's years, Y-E-A-R, years on this shit, um, that this is not nothing new. And I have to say it like that because I know what I'm about to say right here. Some people probably already like, well, I knew good and bad and good and same as light and dark. But here's the thing. It's the context they use it. I personally usually don't use this context. Uh, once I've been knowing this kind of shit, I don't use the context. Now, I will use the context with people in general because it's like this is what they understand. But I always let it be understood. Even after I use the context, I'm like, but I still don't think dark is bad, though. Um, and that's how I say it. And people will still be like, uh, okay. But the thing is this. This is why I say y'all been bamboozled. For the people that never knew this. When you say something is good, people will usually be like, instead of saying the word good, they substitute it for like, okay, well, that's light or that's lighthearted. That's good hearted. That's lighthearted. When they be like, oh, that's a bad subject or, oh, that's a dark subject. Now, could we be talking about image here? Now, could light and dark be images of good and bad and obviously we know what good image uh, image is right that's what i'm saying that's the point of understanding this uh, image is like a likeness or a, uh, a form of it is not is not what it is but it's it's uh, in the likeness of it now i would have to say this it all depends on what you mean by what is bad because uh, light i mean dark can be good and light can be bad um and likeness of course and image quality of course so example when people say let's get on light because light is the to me that's that's because dark is easy for people to try to attack so let's i want to do something different that people not used to hearing and let's go ahead and put this out there so when people be like and i love to ask the people this question too because this is how i usually catch them and kill them because they don't understand that i know that you didn't understand this shit but in order for me to make sure that i hit you at a point that you cannot read i always hit them with the light because everybody used to the dark being used is okay that's good that, i mean that's bad or whatever whatever like when people say oh yeah so so when you say bad why do you equate it with darkness because usually dark because you can't see what's coming and you 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 don't understand this or you don't understand that and or it's evil and this is why it's evil because you don't see what the, the evil is about to happen but i say when it's light um you can that's people being transparent that's people being you know good and that's why i equate so usually when i ask that question i get some to that degree i'm not gonna just i'm paraphrasing right now but that's that's definitely the type of words that come out of people's mouth when i ask this and we get on the subject because usually i get on it over a silly situation about when somebody's like oh that's dark and i'm like you don't even know what dark is to be honest and they think I'm, and they, they look at me like I'm the dumb one. But, <laughs> and the thing is, see, there's there's no problem. I don't get cocky with people that feel like, okay, you don't mind being educated. Or you're like, okay, well, fine. Um, Why do you feel that way? It's the people that literally sit there and be like, 
you sound stupid, man. It's those people. That's when I get cocky with those. But back on point here, when they say, yeah, I usually get something on those lines, you know, because you can't see what's coming. This was about to happen. This down the third. So I'll be like, okay, so you mean to tell me if you saying that light is good? Let's say if you're driving up a fucking road and somebody got their brights on right in front of you. Since we're talking, because that what light really is, or we want to say what's bright. You know, we can say something that's bright, but let's just say, you know, light and bright is kind of the same image, just how dark and black is, is in the same image. See, dark and black is is, is um, actual images of each other, just how light and bright is actually images of each other. But to say good and bad, good and bad is a characteristic, but you like to apply it with these two colors because those colors kind of reside in the human race. And I want to get too deep on that, but we already getting deep right now. So when you got up the street and you got headlights beaming right at you, you can't see anything. You have to, it, there has to be darkness ahead of you for you to be able to see anything when you have light. And this, I say this because once again, working around cameras, filmmaking, all this, you understand that you always, unless you're trying to create a silhouette or something like that, you always want the light behind the camera lens. You always want it behind you or aside or at an angle. You never want light directly coming into your lens. Do you understand this? Make sure y'all get this in your head. And the lens, I have to compare the lens because the lens was made off of the human eye. You don't never want the light directly coming into the human eye. When you lay down at a dentist appointment and they got turned on bright ass lights on, what do light do to your eyes? Not only do they hurt your eyes, they make you, technically it forces your brain to want to close them. That's how you, you, you urge for some dark. That's what your brain is doing. It's like, damn, we need some darkness. It's too much light. We just, we, it's, it's light. We need some darkness. We need to quench. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say when people try to use light and dark in the terms of good and bad, that's terrible. And a lot of and we want to be scientific with this shit. In a lot of cases, light is what gets you killed. Example, since it's, it boils down to like skin tone. Once again, I'm not trying to be on a racist type stuff, nothing like that. But there's a reason why they're albinos in the in the natural wild that really is rare to see because there it takes away the camouflage maybe some of y'all have heard that before but there's that's not true for anything coming out of antarctica when you look at all the arctic beasts the same beast when you got foxes foxes that don't live in the arctic don't look like arctic foxes rabbits that don't live in the arctic don't look like arctic rabbits same as bears same as wolves this is where you get the white wolf this is where you get the white bear or the white rabbit. We heard these things, and I usually because these is these are deeply rooted animals. Also, that's in symbolism. You get the white rabbit. Follow the white rabbit down the rabbit hole. How many white rabbits we usually see? You don't barely see a black. You don't never see a black rabbit from my memory, when, especially in film. You got Alice in Wonderland. You have that white rabbit. You know. Then you have the white rabbit from the Matrix, where that's how Neo got um, technically out of the Matrix was through the white rabbit. Follow the white rabbit. The white rabbit was was something that was to be thought of that, that rabbit hole. Only the white rabbit knew what was really going on. And by following that, you can then seek real knowledge. I should say that um, and all that. Now, in the Bible, once you look at that, you look at Lucifer, Lucifer, the name means sun, um, morning star or whatever. And like it's also been said in scripture that you have um, Satan will always keep transforming himself into an angel of what? What did he? What did? What did that scripture say? For everybody know the scripture. 
Since y'all want to cut me off, I ain't even, look, I'm going to finish it, but I'm just saying, just think about it. You see, it says that he always keeps transferring himself into an angel of light. Did he say angel of darkness? Honestly, when he even spoke of the, the angel of death that he was going to send out, did he say that angel was dark? He ain't said I'm going to send out the angel of darkness of death. <laughs> he said I'm going to send out the angel of death. Now, this is God getting his work did in Revelations. I just want to use that because, once again, it's a symbolism we're talking about. Let's just take all, all the Bible beliefs out of it. Let's just talk, keep the symbolism. How things that's so-called good. So how can you always associate light with good and always associate dark with bad? To me, that is ignorant. If you know what I'm technically, once you learn this, it should be hard because that's why it's hard for me to associate that. So now that leads me into my next point between bright and dark or yeah, bright or yeah, bright. Yeah, bright and dark. The thing is, we have what in this society, everything is done off, uh, off, the, off the brightness of somebody or darkness, which is why you will feel lower empathy of somebody that's of darker hue versus somebody that is, is of lighter hue. There's always this war. And once again, y'all like, how does this have anything to do with brain language and signs and symbols, man? Well, let me tell you. Don't forget my whole point. My point is the brain automatically soaks this thing in up subconsciously that this is the part that you're not realizing that's been soaked in your brain, by the way, because you feel like consciously you don't judge people like this or judge people like that. But you understand that if something's done enough and if you pay attention even halfway, as long as your brain is able to pick it up, it's going to be a negative or positive condensation with it because you're, that's how your brain is going to perceive it. It goes back to that spider bin on your goddamn wall that your brain can just pick out of nowhere. So when you see these images, listen now, images and pictures across your screen numerous of times, your brain is going to automatically associate things with what is being seen because don't forget what i said your brain can't distinguish what's real and what's fake and the reason why it can't is because if your brain could automatically distinguish real and fake you would not enjoy movies movies would not be such a billion dollar industry that it is because you understand that movies only work because movies under the uh, the film industry understands how the brain works so example you wouldn't when you're watching scary movies you're only scared because your brain can't tell the difference to all the people that's going to say oh i don't get scared of scary movies this done the third or horror movies don't scare me this is the thing if you're not scared by scary movies, men like jump scares this and that kind of stuff it might not have no altering because to you there's no real connection because that's what it brings up next is there there is no connection but i want to start off with scary movies first because that's usually the easiest to imply the real scariness is not always from the image. The scariness happens from the audio. This is how you scare the human brain. Whether somebody said they're scared or not, the difference is about being scared, they can't control that. You can control whether you have fear or something, but as in like scared or anything like that, you can't control that. Or maybe it's vice versa. I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm saying this right. But what I'm technically what I'm trying to say is to even the people that ain't getting scared, they can't cons they can't control their reactions to it. I guess I should say that even if you don't jump, you do that doesn't mean you didn't have adrenaline pumping through your veins. It doesn't mean that it stopped you from blinking or winking a little bit. It doesn't mean that you did not tear up. 
the fact that you can control oh i'm tough so i'm not gonna jump when i see this come out or you still your body still gives a natural response to the fear it's what i'm saying your body gonna give you that adrenaline pump your body gonna make your heart race a little bit because everybody else can see it on the exterior doesn't mean it didn't happen on the interior boom make sure i understand that and see i can say that because i understand this is how this shit works it don't work without that um let's get to other type movies you get emotional from movies that you these once again you know it's consciously you know it's fake your brain don't realize this shit not fake so when people are not affected by something it only means that they are what desensitized that's what you really are and i had to try to i want to hold that word off so i can give people enough time to talk they shit you might not be scared or you might not get emotional to things from movies because you are desensitized by it. Desensitation meaning that some that's because that's, once again, don't forget your brain is a technically a sponge is going to soak in everything. It has to make normal so that you can function around it. Once again, it has to make normal of what's a threat in the wild and what's not a threat in the wild. So that way you can function around it and, and survive because that's what it boils down to survival. Now, let me tell you this. Everybody that's not no jumpers, none like that. If I threw sand at your face, I guarantee you will blink. I guarantee you even close. Even if you thought I was about to throw sand. If I picked up sand in one hand, hit it behind my back and threw it with the hand with no sand in it, you still would blink. Boom. Your mind is blown. See, when you got this type of knowledge of the brain, this is how chess players understand is how you can slip somebody something. Understand, I can go way deeper. Oh, it gets scary deep. Because, see, once we talking about this subject right here, especially when you got thousands and thousands of hours on this subject, I want y'all to make sure, man, this is this is this shit is so deep. You got to try to understand it. But this is like introduction. You will still blink if I threw the fakeness at you. Why? Because your brain already perceived that I picked up sand. And instead of taking a chance on getting sand in your eye that would affect your survival, if you had to escape from me, it would rather blink. And look dumb for blinking at nothing versus trying to look tough and not blink at all and get sand in your goddamn eye and now you you're killed. That's and that's what I'm trying to say. On a conscious level, you know, like, okay, it was a trick. That's why you feel embarrassed. Your up subconscious brain don't feel nothing. It's like, nigga, we was gonna survive. I don't give a fuck what it was. You know? Cause it, the same effect would have happened. Now mind you, what if I had water in the other hand and sand in one hand? Even though I picked up the sand and you looked at the hand, if I kept the, because look, this is another brain fuck with y'all, man. Even if I picked up sand and I showed you what was in my, this, this hand with the sand, the fact I made a fast reaction with my other hand will still make you flinch because the unknown is still right there. And to the up subconscious brain, that is a fucking threat. Once again, this is language of signs, symbols, and science of the brain, man. This is the brain language. This is what we're talking about. Once you speak brain language, we can get on deeper and newer heights. Um, and that's just one of the things right there. I just want to, you know, peel that off to y'all. So, to keep it on images and movies, once again, the pictures and images that you are seeing, images, meaning likeness, don't forget that. It don't necessarily mean a picture. The picture is what, you know, is the physical or 2D form of the physical. I'm going to say that. But, image is like it's a likeness it's a representation so a representation of a lion killing and eating somebody or a killer murdering somebody it doesn't change the fact that even though that that there was an image of murder on the screen you're you can be desensitized a little bit more when you hear about these murders in the news 
or that because you see it on TV. To say that you wouldn't have that same um, image on here, like if example, somebody gets stabbed in a movie, it's not the same when you see somebody get stabbed in real life. But guess what? You hold that image in your head, so even if that shit creep you out, it would you would be able to handle it better because you so used to seeing it. This is why it's dangerous for developing minds not to understand the brain language because you wouldn't understand why you would be cool with literally going to school and want to shoot somebody if you just seen a whole bunch of shooting. This is not to blame movies or nothing like that. This is to blame um i want to say the school system or your parents not understanding like once you if you had this talk and you have this understanding signs and symbols start to lose their power just a little bit they lose their power on the conscious level subconscious level you kind of can you know still be the big once again this this thing goes so deep and so wrapped around i would have to do this in another podcast to talk about that side of it but you honestly never lose um, well, the symbols and signs honestly never really lose true power outside of just understanding what they is, but they never really lose their power on your subconscious brain. It still is always going to have an effect. This is why you still can have nightmares, no matter whether you 10 years old or you 65 years old. You still can have nightmares to the day you die. You still can have wet dreams to the day you die, because this is this is the brain language you're talking about, man. This is how your brain works. So real quick. I know we're coming up on the end of the podcast. I do want to just make this, you know, get, get some of this in real quick. Hopefully y'all been messing with it and I ain't been, you know, talking in too many circles. But this is is the thing that once you understand where I'm saying with this, you'll understand why I rotate the way I rotate and why I speak the way I speak. There's a reason, like, I'm doing jujitsu right now. I want to speak on that a little bit. Um, and I understand, like, I don't think nobody in my class, I always go from a, from a from a I don't want to say a smart standpoint tactical in certain cases I'm really about my strength but I'm, I'm more tactical when I'm learning something um I like to give up moves because I like to treat it like chess see now it's, it would be dangerous if I'm fighting doing on the street with jujitsu and it's a fight to the death to think that way but also um to think that way but understand what I'm doing in in class I feel like that's the freedom I got but I will not allow it to become an automatic thing to do for my brain to want to do that. Because there's a reason I'm learning. So I understand I'm going to have to cut that habit out. But while I'm learning, I have to keep that habit in order for me to get the results that I want. So that's just one of the things I just want to hopefully that can even be understood because I'm doing that. It's the same thing when I was learning how to fight, you know, Muay Thai, shit like that. Like, there's no real, let me see, I ain't, I ain't have to get a real deal, you know, instructor drilling in movements and all this kind of shit these are things that i understood that the brain can pick up on and as long as i'm doing technique wise and i can drill that in nobody can take that from me which is why i don't trip about um the belts or anything like if i was even in boxing i wouldn't trip about being a golden gloves or not. i don't care about the title is what i'm saying or rather i become a black belt by um the standard of jujitsu I, like i've been said i think i said this in one of my, my videos i would i would love to keep my white belt but if I got the knowledge of a black belt, it doesn't change the fact that I got the knowledge of a black belt. Um, I can have a white belt all day. That just, the, the belts or the gloves, when you got golden gloves, that signifies to everybody else what you're capable of. <laughs> See what makes sense? It's the same thing like when these dudes, with the, the, the guns. Your gun signifies to everybody else what you're capable of when you got it in the open carry. See, to me, I don't care what who knows what. I only want the knowledge. So 
whether this example who i got the upper hand if i'm i'm concealing my my gun and then somebody else is open carrying they hunt gun they're gonna be the first ones to be attacked not me they're gonna be the first target if when somebody looking like down who you fuck who gotta knock off in this bitch we gotta knock the dude with the gun off first i'm the hitting hand i'm the smoking gun i am the what the darkness because nobody wants to look at the darkness as good and i know this is technically you know we have to end the damn podcast but damn i want to go much more deep on light and dark but that's how your brain works so real quick i'm just gonna speak on darkness for a second darkness is good and powerful in so many ways in symbolism darkness actually signifies power strength and higher knowledge i think i said this in a couple other podcasts this is why the lowest knowledge of belt is white and, and, and a couple martial arts not just it's jujitsu karate i think judo you got a couple other things that carry belts um i'm not sure if judo carry belts i was trying to say something else i can't think of it right now because i'm trying to think quick but yeah any, anything that te- technically carries belt the highest form of martial arts usually if it has a belt is to be a black belt that's the highest knowledge you can gain the white belt is the lowest knowledge that you come in you have and once again it's not meaning like you're stupid but white also means uh, naivety some people like to always associate with pure pureness which that's another argument for another time but um dark and blackness is strength it's knowledge it's a deeper sense of self this is why the cosmos is black or aka personally i don't believe this once again he's just arguments for another time but i just i know this is where everybody understand it as outer space is black creation starts with darkness let me say that again creation starts with darkness on technically all planes that i've researched all planes all lands it all starts with darkness the from the chlorophyll to the you know inside the plants which is um plat pigmentation how green something is the darker the berry all that kind of stuff you know they got these little things but all of these things are not just nursery rhymes these things mean something it's not to try to sit here and say oh you know black is just a pure just because but scientifically and symbolically when we're looking at it there's a reason for each and everything um and i'm not talking about like black people or white people. i'm not talking about in the human sense i just want to keep this on like more of a the color sense or that but obviously people come in you know we come in contact because we have black people and what we have white people when you have things associated with good and bad you have light and you have dark we are the dark forces of the human race and we have a light force of the human well pigmentation of the human race both can be good and bad but it doesn't necessarily mean because one is light and one is dark that's which one is good or bad you can't depict off that that's why i say it's ignorant to still can be like oh that's light dark that's a light situation or a dark situation that's a light-hearted person or a dark-hearted person to me that is not healthy because in brain language your brain can't is not telling the difference <laughs> that's my whole that's my only point i just want to get that out there that's not telling the difference and i want to say stuff on vibration and music real quick it's the reason why your first this is the reason why kids can learn off sesame street faster than they can learn from a teacher sitting in class telling them a b and c and d if you can sing it with vibrational music because that's the natural form of the brain anything the brain can pick up more easily that's its language i just want y'all to understand that and music and aka vibrations put in rhythm that is a language even if it was just 
vibrational if you say a word and it's not in a rhythm format which is mean music because people are like oh it's always easier to learn the music some people feel like they commonly know that but they don't understand this the repet the repetition and the sight of what a child sees that is what is going to you know that's what it's going to easily understand babies and if you ever think about it nobody never had to describe too much in too much detail probably a little detail when you your kids are starting to be able to talk you don't really give out definitions of every single word you're not telling them definitions of when you say the word between and can um all that you mostly show them there, there's an example now once they start to learn how to say it they look at the context of what happens when you say those words once again the brain language people we talking about the brain language when you train a dog a dog can be um trained by anybody that speak any language because the dog is not really going off of the literal word. It's the vibration that comes out your mouth when you say no or sit. Sit. He's not listening to the actual word sit. It's the sound when you say sit. Listen just to sit. It's not the word. It's the sound it makes. Understand this. I, I'm going to let y'all down. See, this we just getting deep. I do got to end a podcast, but I just want to finish that. Understand what I'm saying is having deep knowledge. I'm talking about, and this is on the surface. Think about all the people that, like myself, have a very extremely deeper knowledge of the brain language. And this is the exactly reason why I can have female friends without trying to stick on them or trying to hump on them. None of that kind of stuff. This is why I can be empathetic with people on a lot of bases. And some people out here, yes, yeah, some of us got these qualities about us. You know, might not understand this kind of stuff. And we still have these certain type of qualities about us. But the thing is, if you understand on a deeper level, I feel like you'll be able to elevate to a new level. But I guess I had to wait, put this in the, I ain't going to lie, I, I, I would have turned this podcast in probably like two hours, but I'm going to keep it normal, hour long, man, is what I was trying to shoot for. Once again, hey, man, if you're enjoying this, if y'all want a part two of this and we can go more deeper in depth into the brain language, signs, symbols, and science, I might be able to put a part two, but just let me know if y'all want it. Um, I probably would do one regardless anyway. I know I got other podcasts to do, but just let me know how uh, like how fast I should get back on it. If y'all really just want more of this type of information. If y'all want to have the, another talk like this, let me know because I'll get right back on it. But I'm having other podcasts I'm wanting to get into, all that kind of stuff. I want to make sure, um, yeah, make sure y'all enjoy this kind of, you know, content. Make sure y'all share it everywhere if y'all want to share it. That's up to y'all. Um, make sure y'all just keep coming back. Last thing I am going to say, shout out to all the new people. I should have said this in the beginning because ain't no telling how many people made it to the end. Shout out to all the new people that got into the podcast that I'm seeing that's my podcast is growing. I appreciate that as well. Hopefully all content I bring on here, y'all can take a little something from, even if we do disagree. Understand when I'm disagreeing, you're not disagreeing with somebody that's just a fucking airhead. <laughs> you know, at least I can try to give points and give reasons why I may disagree. And I always say, if I'm honestly, if I see that I'm wrong or there's factual things to be like, okay, I don't know too much about, I will say that. Like, you know, I was wrong. I would have to change this. Or, you know what? I didn't know that. I would have to change that. And with that being said, stay tuned, stay locked, man. We red eyes, man. Always be aware. Always be conscious, a.k.a. because that's what conscious is, awareness. Uh, and protect your unconscious, man, as well. Always try to do right by your unconscious. I should say that. Just try to do right by it. And stop using good and bad as light and dark. So now y'all go out there with that argument. Now, with that being said, y'all have a good day or a good night. I'll catch y'all next time, man. Thanks for tuning in to the Dragonfire Podcast. And I'm out this, boy. Peace.